Good morning, everybody. You must have Zayim quick as I have some of Vav. Good morning, I have some of Vav. Merav introduces us to the concept of Shemu Yavodei Takala that we don't want to leave animals around that are have to be used for a specific carbon or that are possible because they're afraid that somebody's going to use them for the wrong carbon. That was the Chashash of Takal, and that's why the Gemara brought down we don't leave the animals they start from the last year for the next year because they're afraid somebody's going to use it for the wrong carbon. Then we saw the mission brought down the sage of the Avodah had the Kaingada would say Vidui. For the Sarmish Shaleach, then the Gemara brought down how we would send it off the Sarmish Shaleach, and then we saw the Gemara Lambeis brought down a bunch of interesting Shilas that was asked Rabbi Yezid and Rabbi Yezid and because they were Tvarim Shalei Shamim Bihi Rabbi. Today we're going to start with the mission, the bottom of the Sarmish Shaleach, where the mission is going to continue discussing exactly how they would accompany the Sarmish Shaleach out and what they would do, how they would kill the Sarmish Shaleach, that's going to be the discussion. And then the Gemara is going to discuss these specific details, how they would tie the strings, originally where they tie the strings for the Sarmish Shaleach, and the Gemara Lambeis. He's going to discuss a few interesting Agarati Gemaras that there were certain things that even if the Torah didn't write them down, we would still have to keep them. So let's pick up the Gemara of Sound of Love and Bays. The Mishnah says the Heligit Mishnah, the Anashim Chashuvim from Yushalayim, the respectful people from the Chashuvim people from Yushalayim would accompany the Sarma Shalach at until the first Sukkah. Again, we're going to see there were Esser Sukkahs from Yushalayim like There were 10 Sukkahs set up. On the way, set up Aladarach on the journey for this person who's bringing the Sarmish Shlech. There were 10 sukkahs set up, these little huts, which we'll see in one second, were there to provide in case you need anything, in case you needed food or water. Says the Mishnah, Tishim Ritz, Ritz is the name of, is the amount, is a measurement, so it was 90 Ritz, Shiva Umachtelchal Mil. There's seven and a half Ritz per mil. And each wrist, I'm sorry, every mil is 2,000 amits. Every mil is the amount of the Tchum Shabbos, 2,000 amits. So it comes out that between Yerushalayim and this place, Tzayk was 12 mil, and there was, ele- and there was 11 stops. It comes out that between each one, there was 1 mil. Says the Gemara, Al-Kol Sukkah V'Sukkah Arim Le'arei Mazen By every Sukkah, they would tell the person, here's water, here's, to, here's food to eat. The Rishayim, we'll see more about this in the Gemara, but the Rishayim, like I discussed, I don't understand, it was Yom Kippur, how would he be allowed to eat? So the Pashta says, they were talking about it was Sakana Zafasha, so it was a situation of Sakana. However, there is a Chiddush in some of the Rishayim over here, and the Acharyim as well, that it could be that part of the Avaidah was, that if he was hungry, since he was doing something which is part of the Avaidah, could be part of the Xerxes was, that he technically would be allowed to eat and drink on Yom Kippur. However, the Gemara is going to bring down that nobody actually ever ate or drank on Yom Kippur. Continues the Mishnah. And then you would have uh, the person who was in the sukkah, there was people manning each hut, and they would accompany him to the next hut. And again, the Rishanim explained, because there was a distance of 2,000 mil between each sukkah, and that's why they're allowed to go to the next sukkah. Except for the last hut, because he wouldn't go all the way with him to Tzai, because that was two mil, there were two mil, and therefore he wasn't allowed to go out of his myself. Rather, they would stay far away, they would, they would go a mil, and then they would... They would be able to see if a mill away. They would see him push down the animal. Maha Isa says the mission. Now, what would he do? Chilek Lash and Shalzahiris. The person who was bringing the Sarmish Leach, he would take two pieces of string. Half of it was tied. One piece of the string was tied to the Sarmish Leach. One side, one side was tied to a rock. In this place where he's pushing down the animal, then you push the animal backwards, and we'll go roll down backwards. By the time it was halfway down the mountain, it was already broken up into many, many pieces. It died, and it was many different avar. And then he would come back to the last sukkah, and he would stay there until Yom Kippur passed. Continues the Mishnah, At what point does it become Tami? When, when does it become Tami? The Pasuk in the, the Pasuk in Meyukah, the Parak Tazayin writes, The Pasuk says that it's Begadim become Tami. So it asks the Mishnah, 
When does it become Kamtames? Says the Mishnah, Mishayet Zechotz Lechaymas Yerushalayim. When he leaves the walls of Yerushalayim, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, No, Mishas Techias Latzayik. No, it only his begadim only come time when he actually pushes the animal down. Says the Gemara Tanur Rabban Esos Sukkot Shnei Matzir Mil Noyu Tiver Mer. The Brisa brings down that there were ten Sukkot and it was a total of twelve mil. Rabbi Yudah Rabbi says, No, Teisha Sukkot Asar Mil. It was nine Sukkot and it was a total of ten mil, which means that from the last from the last hut till Tzayik was one mil and not two mil. Rabbi Yisrael raises Chamish Sukkot Asar Mil and raises no. There was only five Sukkot and it was a total of ten mil. I had a trial from each Sukkot of a cool and I day air. What they would do was they would make an air, meaning that let's say between Sukkah A and Sukkah B, there was two mil. You're only allowed to travel one mil. The tarot says that they would put a air of Tchumen in the middle, right in the middle, in the halfway point between point A and point B, and that allows you to travel 2,000 Amas to your Erev, and then another 2,000 Amas to the second Sukkah. So that's why it says Rebetzi, there's really only five Sukkahs, even though it's a total of 10 mil, and they would be allowed to travel from one Sukkah to the other Sukkah because they would make an Erev Tchumen. Amr Rebetzi, Sachli, Rebelazer, Benit, Imai De Erev, Yechalin, Yolasa, Filoshe, Sukkah, Sasara, Milin. Rebetzi said, Name of Elazar, that if we're talking, if they actually set up an Erev Tachumen, then technically you could only have two sukkahs, even though it was a total of 10 mil. How could you have two sukkahs with a total of 10 mil? A tarot says that each person would do like this. From Yerushalayim, they would make, a tch- they would make, a, they would make an Erev Tachumen a mil away. So that would allow them to walk one mil to the Erev, and then another mil in the direction of the first sukkah. So that gets them two, two mil. And then the people in the first sukkah, they would make, they would make the same Erev Tachumen towards the Ante Yerushalayim, which would allow them to walk a mil. They would, I'm sorry, they would make a they would make a Erev Tchumen a mil away, so that would allow them to walk a mil to the Erev Tchumen, and then another mil, which is a total, that would get us a total of four, four mil, four milin, because you'd have the Antiochalim walking two mil, and then the, the people from the first sukkah, they would walk also two milin, so that gets you a total of four mil, and we do the same thing between A and, the sukkah A and sukkah B, that the people from sukkah A would walk two mil by using an Erev, and the people from sukkah B would be able to walk backwards two mil using an Erev, so it says, Rabbi Bashem is son of Belazar that technically if they're using Erev you only and Erev they only needed two sukkahs. Now says the Gemara command as well the Tanya our mission, which sounds like that the people from the last sukkah wouldn't accompany him all the way to the end. Who's that going like? Says Gemara that command. Who's that going like? That's going like your mayor because according to Rav Yehuda that there were nine sukkahs and there's a total of ten mil. Then Allah would be the people from the last sukkah would be allowed to go because there's only one mil and they would be, that would be within their tchum. So it must be our mission, which says that it was out of their tchum. They didn't go. That was going like the opinion of Rameir that it was two milin. It was a total of twelve mil. Two mil between the last sukkah and this place, and therefore they weren't allowed to travel. Says in Gemara right there. Says the Gemara, nobody actually ever needs to eat or drink. However, there's a concept, which we'll, which we'll see more about in Tanakh's Kedushin, that you can't compare a person who has the ability to do something with, with a person who doesn't have the ability at all. Meaning, we, have to, we at least have to provide him the option of having food and drink, and that, that will calm him down. That will make it that he won't be hungry, he won't need to take a drink. And that's why they had these hot set up. Says Gemara right there, Asks the Gemara of an actor, Kula Why don't we tie the whole thing to the rock? Says the Gemara, Kim in the mitzvah, Bissair. Since there's a mitzvah to actually push down the animal, Dilma Kalim Abim, Yasudite, they were afraid. Again, they, he would tie the string, and if Klai Sarals are bears from Mishapra, they would turn white. If not, it would turn red. So says the Gemara, if you tie the whole thing on a rock, we would be afraid that before you even pushed it down, it would turn white. And now we totally forget it. We'd get so excited that it turned white, we forgot to push it down. That's why we don't want to do the whole thing on the rock. Okay, so ask the Gemara, so why don't you just tie the whole thing between the, the horns of the animal? So because it could be that the animal turned its head and you won't be able to see the string on the animal's horns. That's what he did half in the horns and half on the rock. Originally, they tied the string right side of the base and if it turned white, Klaisel was very happy. If it wasn't, if it turned red, Klaisel would get very sad and would be embarrassed. 
Then they decided we're going to tie it from the, in the inside of the base of the inside of the ulam, and then people won't see it. And again, the people used to stick their heads in to try to see. Again, again if, if it was turn white, they're very happy. If it didn't turn white, they're very sad. That's the main takana that we tied all the way, but with the person all the way out who's sending the Sarmish Lech down so that nobody would see, nobody would be embarrassed. Says it was originally tied on the inside and when it turned white, they knew that their Averis were in the like the Pasuk says, that if your Averis become white, and that's the understanding, if the string turns white, then you know your Averis, you got a Kapar. Says it was originally tied the the Yisrael Mishalech is a mutter b'hana or not? Rabbi Shmuel Chaim Rabbi Chaim Rishon. It's machlekes from Rabbi Shmuel. It's mutter also to get an offer from the Yisrael. Mandam Rishon. What's machlekes? One who says a mutter. The Sifra Zapasik says Bamid Bar. Pots says Bamid Bar. It's mashma. It's half like a midri. Let it get an offer. Mandam Rishon. Mandam rolls that's also. The Sifra Zapasik says Gzera. Gzera is a lashon of something being austere. It's stark a lashon. That's mashma. The Evar Rishon. This is Mandam Rishon. Hamid Bar. What do you do with the pasuk of Mid Bar? Mid Bar. Like this time, you this pasuk for this drasha. Mid Bar. Hamid Bar. Bamid Bar. Machlek is Mishayim. Is this referring to three times the pasuk? Success Amid Bar, or is it referring to that there's extra letters in this word Amid Bar, so we can make three different drushes? Rashi seems to learn that's different words. Ritva says no. It means uh, the actual drush, the actual word over here with three extra letters. Either way, it says tomorrow we have a drush that says Bamid Bar LeRabbis Noiv VeGivain Shilais Ubeis Elam Shilai Ubeis Elam. It's coming to tell you that wherever the base of Megish, wherever the Mishkan is, there's still a lach of Sar Mishleiav. That's what that's what this extra drush that comes to tell you that it's not only Noiv in the base of Megish, it's Noiv all over the place wherever the Mishkan, the base of Megish is. Says tomorrow Idach Hai Gzera Ma'avale. What does Mandarin do with the lashon of Gzera? Look at this Anya. He uses this word Gzera like the Brisa says. The Pasuk says Gzera. The Pasuk says Gzera. And we Darshin says the Brisa in Gzera means that these, the mountain which you're pushing the animal down has to be very steep, has to have a very steep incline. Dabra Acher says Gmar another Pshat. In Gzera, Dabra Misager Vigyarit. It comes to tell you that we have to make sure that the animal is crushed up into a bunch of environment, a bunch of pieces when you push it down. Maybe I'll tell you that what is, this doesn't make any sense. Why pushing an animal down? It seems like a meaningless action. And it could come out of Takala because a person's going to come along, he's going to see this animal that is, uh, he's going to see this dead animal, he's going to think, why can't I use this dead animal? He's going to use it and get enough from it. So it says Rava, can't be a terror, going to tell you that it's Asir Bana. Would it be fear? What does the Pasuk say? Azazel, what does that mean? It comes to tell you that the place which you're pushing it down, it has to be very hard, strong, hard rocks that's going to kill the animal. I would think that it could even be where people live. The Pasuk says, How do you know it has to be in this mountain? This area, time learning, Gazera, it's the Paschus Gazera, that has to be a mountain which has a very steep incline. Tanya Idas is more we learned in the Brisa, Azazal, Kasha Shabahar, Azazal, you have to push down the strongest, the hardest of the mountains. The Pachanim of the Paschus is Eliar, it's Laka, Tanway, Rishmal, Azazel, Machaper, Al Maisa, Uzava, Azazel, that the Sarl Azazel, why is it called Azazel? Shemachaper, Al Maisa, Uzava, Vazazel. It's Machaper on the story, this Maisa, which is Malachim, came down, this Malachim Chavala came down. Because Klaiso was, or not Klaiso at the time, it was all the way in the beginning of Rishayilam, the beginning of the of the world. The people were acting improperly when the with the with the Yanam of Gilai. So that's what says Rabbi Shmuel. The Sarmishlech is mechaper 
for the years of Gili Arai. Says Gemara Tanarabon, it's Mishpatai Tasu Dvarim Shom Malei Lichtu Dinushiyach. Says Gemara the Pasuk is Mishpatai. That's referring to says Gemara. Even if it wasn't written before in the Torah, we would still have to mekayim them. Like many Rishonim talk about Mitzvah Sichlias or Benisim Gan in his Akdama Alashas, the Ramban, the Ran, different places talk about the concept of Mitzvah Sichlias. You wouldn't like says Gemara Ve'Eloyin. I'm going to get Chavim Gili Arai. Shuchas Dam Gezel Berchas Hashem. Even if the Torah didn't write any of these affairs, we wouldn't be allowed to do them. It makes sense. It's Mistaver. It's logical. It's rational. You have to keep these mitzvahs, and therefore, even if the Torah didn't tell you them, you'd have to keep them. However, the Pasuk then says. You have to keep my says that's referring to that the Satan, the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara says, What are you keeping his mitzvah for? What's that referring to? Wearing shanis, doing chalitza, Maybe I'll tell you that these actions are meaningless. What's the point of all these things? Says the Gemara, Hashem says, I commanded you, and you have to understand. That they are good mitzvahs. Only the person who actually sends the sarmishlech away is matam begadim, but not the people who accompany the person sending the sarmishlech out. They are not matam begadim. I would think they want to leave. He has to send it out. Yeah, I would think until he gets to the place where he's pushing down the animal. Extra love tells you that's even before that. Okay, so when do you come to me? Once you leave Jerusalem, that's when, according to Rehud, it becomes Tommy. Rehud says, that only until he actually pushes down the animal. According to Rabbi Yitzhak, once he gets to that place, then he comes. Then he becomes Tami. Rabbi Shimon says no. Until he actually pushes down the animal, he does not become Tami. He does not become Tami. Quick, Chazar, we saw today the Gemara and Alf put down that the how exactly the kain gadol would send off. He would give it to another kain, and the kain would take the sarmish lech out. There were ten sukkahs set up. The gemara speaks out that they were there. They would offer him food and drink, but nobody actually ever needed it because in time The point just was to give him the option to have food. Then we saw a discussion. What's the halacha with the varm? Are they mutarana asmar? The gemara said it's machleg is rabbi shmuel. The gemara said the savor to say it's mutarana because lai matarish shiach leitakal. Finally, we saw the gemara brought down a few different reasons why it's called hazazel. And finally, we just saw a three of my clickets when exactly the person's begotten become Tommy. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.